Okay. Praise God. We thank God for another time and God's presence. Thank God for another uh, week. Uh, so it's been a very, very long day for me. Uh, I just I just go back home, just finished the, the administration. Um, it is well. So let's just uh, say a word of prayers. Uh, uh, then we go into our review. Uh, sister, can you help us uh, with a word of prayer, ma'am? <clears throat> Do you want to turn your turn on your camera? Amen. Amen. Okay, is it on now? Uh, not yet. Okay. It's not on, but let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Okay, but you can hear me, sir. I can hear you, but I would have loved to see you, but let's go ahead. <laughs> okay. Father, I want to thank you for the lecture so far. We thank you, Lord, for the wisdom that you have given us even for grace that has sustained us today's 24th day. We say thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, you are the giver of wisdom. We ask so God, even as we start this review, that Holy Spirit will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. We want to learn at your feet, oh God, as we interact on this platform. Father, we pray that you make yourself known unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. And your son that you will, you will use tonight, Holy Spirit, we pray that you speak through him and everyone that will participate, let that be inspiration in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, you will see us through the remaining days in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, yeah, it's a good time to be here again. Thank you, everybody, for always joining. Uh, and I can, I think I can say congratulations are in order for everybody uh, who has finished Old Testament in 23 days. That is, amazing. I mean, that's, that's, that's great. That's amazing. Please, you need to give yourself some accolades or some round of applause. That's, that's great. Uh, we will not take that for granted at all. That's, that's great that we can achieve that feat. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your effort. So uh, let's just go into uh, study for the week. Let's just review the things we've seen in the week, uh, then the study for the day. Uh, so, sister, you want to start with us? You want to start for us? Or maybe, let me, okay, let me just start with some of the things uh, uh, that came across, I mean, that jumped out to me across during the week. Then maybe later we'll talk about the study for the day. Uh, well, for me, during the week, um, talking about Isaiah, talking about Daniel. Uh, okay, Daniel was divided into two parts. Uh, that's the, the things that were happening to Israel at that time. And then the apocalyptic or eschatology part of it, talking about things that will happen in the future. Uh, and uh, the appearance of the angels, of, of course, to Ezekiel as well, then to Daniel. Um, 
And Daniel said something that he was scared. He was so terrified when he saw the angel uh, approaching him. Uh, and uh, a little bit of study I've done on angelology. Uh, cherubs are not, they are, they are very scary uh, in their appearance, if you look at from the description that we've seen in the Bible. So you can understand why the first thing an angel will say to anybody when they see them is fear not. Uh, because angels are fearful in appearance, but of course they are ministering spirits to us. Uh, and then he talked about Jonah. Okay, we went to Jonah, uh, and I've had some a couple of um, individual um, reviews on Jonah. People that chatted up with me during the week uh, about uh, why why did Jonah take this salvation to personal? Like, Jonah didn't want these guys to repent. Like, the, the guy was beefing God that I know you, God. I know that you will, uh, you, these guys, these guys will repent and you will forgive them. Like, he doesn't want them forgiven. Uh, and why is that? Uh, just a little bit of, of history. Uh, Micah has prophesied about the 120 years earlier that Nineveh will be destroyed. So, every Jew. Uh, Every Israelite was expecting the destruction of Nineveh when they were captured, when Assyria came. Nineveh is the capital of Assyria, so that we can get the context. So when Assyria captured uh, 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 Israel uh, and how they made them do some unimaginable things, they relocated them, they brought people, other people to their land to come and inhabit their land. They, they made them... Uh, Sorry, let's see here what can be done. Okay. Uh, okay, I think I'll manage like this. So they made them do some unimaginable things. They made them, um, um, they, they brought other people to their land. Um, let's see if this, this will work. Yeah, so they brought other people to their land. They made them um, um, eat the things that the law says they should not eat. They forced them to intermarry. They polluted their, their race forever. Like, it was polluted forever. So, uh, and even till the days of Jesus, they see Samaritans, uh, the Jews, the, the people from Judah now, see Samaritans as uh, second-class citizens, if I may use that word. Uh, so, they polluted their race forever, uh, and uh, that was that was one of the things that um, that that Jonah uh, took personal. Like everybody has been that. So uh, Micah now prophesied that these people that have done this thing, uh, the Lord is going to really discipline them and that does and this that and this that. So uh, everybody was hoping that that prophecy would be fulfilled. So when Jonah received the message to go and prophesy and call for repentance uh, in Nineveh. We can understand uh, uh, his, uh, what's he called? Uh, his reservations. He didn't want to go at all and didn't hide it. I mean, he would rather die. He would rather disobey God. He understood that it was God that was speaking to him. He would rather disobey God than uh, uh, watch these people repent. And he knew that God wanted them to repent. He knew it. So it wasn't a false prophet. He knew that this is what this is what God was trying to do. Uh, so that was one of the things, uh, one of the reasons. So and God told him, "What's your own with these people?" And that, 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 that. Uh, So does it now mean that prophecies are not fulfilled, 
or are not fulfillable. Uh, we can see that Nahum actually recorded uh, Nineveh being destroyed. Nineveh actually became destroyed 200 years after uh, uh, Jonah. So whatever God says will happen, will happen. That is what I've seen. Like, so the timing may be different. So that's why we shouldn't take prophecies personal. Uh, God may say that this will happen at, at so and so times. And we, I mean, this will happen. And as human beings, we've been, we've been expecting, oh, it must happen at so and so time. It must happen at this time. Uh, and we put a timeline for God. Uh, but what God is making us realize here is that it will happen at his own time. He's the one, he's the owner of the prophecy. It will happen at his own time. So yes, uh, Navy was eventually destroyed. Uh, 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 the prophecy of now of, of Micah uh, was fulfilled. Jonah uh, had even died before that prophecy was fulfilled. But that's God for, for you. Uh, he understood uh, people per time and he understood when his word is going to be fulfilled. His word will be fulfilled. Uh, then we went to Malachi. Uh, Malachi was a post-exilic book, and it's, it, it painted some things uh, uh, right. Uh, Malachi, um, Malachi, because people, people have left, you know, for hundreds of years, they've left uh, the worship of Yahweh, they've left uh, Jerusalem and Judah. So when they came back, uh, and they needed to be reminded of what was required. Yes, they repented because everybody knew that God allowed uh, what happened to them to happen because uh, of their sin. So now they've, they've repented. So now they've, re they've repented uh, and uh, they, 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 they are sober. Malachi to make them realize that, yes, you've repented. God wants your repentance. I want your service in, in spirit. He also wants you to serve him with your materials, with your, with your, with your, with your goods, with your, uh, I mean, with your money, with your material, build the temple, pay your tithes, and things like that. So we can understand where Malachi was coming from because uh, some of us quote it out of context, either for or against writing and things like that. They've left this thing for 200 years. So they needed to be remembered. Oh, this is how you've robbed God. This, oh, you should be doing this. Come back and do this thing. So now they will get got into Matthew, uh, the New Testament, and, and um, uh, it actually talked about the, the genealogy of Christ. It started with the genealogy of Christ, and it's um, it's focusing on the Davidic line, uh, making people to realize that Jesus is actually the son of David. Uh, so uh, that's basically. Uh, where Matthew started from. And something about Matthew is he went straight to the birth, the baptism, then the Sermon on the Mount uh, from chapters 5 to 7. The Sermon on the Mount is the doctrine of Jesus, actually. That's, that's Christology. That's the whole uh, 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 essence of Christianity. That's the whole thing, our dogma in Christianity. That's actually what Jesus taught us and what Jesus said. You know that? Uh, things in Matthew were reported speeches of what Jesus did and the but these are doctrines, these are things, uh, chapters 5 to 7, are things that came out of the mouth of Jesus, that this is the doctrine now of the new kingdom, this kingdom that is calling us uh, into. So uh, that's it uh, in a brief for a bit of the things I've learned. Uh, I wouldn't know if our sister has something to say uh, before I pass it on. Are you there, man? Kindly unmute yourself.
Okay. Yes. So what are your thoughts? What have you learned over the, uh, over the week or previously? Hello? Hello? Okay, uh, she's, you're muted. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, are you hearing me, sir? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, sir. <clears throat> so I wanted to say that from the Old Testament, in fact, I could see some great prophets and uh, God never lacked man to oh. represent him or to to speak his mind, to communicate his mind at every point. Exactly, even the minor prophet, though we did not hear uh, much about them, probably their genealogy, or, but at least God always find a man at every generation. Even when they were in captivity, God was still speaking to them. God was still communicating to them. So there's this uh, prayer covenant of Abrahamic covenant here. So it was so strong on Israel. It's not just because they were in their land, even on a foreign land. And I think that is as applicable to us as Christians today. That wherever we find ourselves, we are carrier of God's presence. I think uh, our is it living waters sometimes last month was treating that. That though you are in a strange land, don't say it cannot happen. Don't say God is not here. And don't say maybe I'm in a strange land. So the law of this place is different. And that was what happened to Daniel because they were carrying the presence of God everywhere they are. They, they were. So God was with them and they were manifesting the character of God. God singled them out. And people could even see, see it. In fact, that book of Daniel was really challenging. And uh, I think some of our uh, ministers today should really learn from that uh, guy there, Danny, he was a young guy, but, you know, even the gift of God in his life, yes, he was disciplined. He was a disciplined prophet. He was a disciplined child of God. He did not just give himself to anything, anyhow, and I think, I think he's one of the most prayerful men in the Bible. So the Old Testament was really uh, encouraging. It was really nice to see the presence of God through the minor prophets. And coming to Matthew today, wow. Uh, like we used to say that Old Testament is the shadow of things to come. Now we are seeing reality. We are seeing everything. And at every point of Jesus manifesting something, he's always referring to as it was written. And so that, that, was, that has been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. You know, he was fulfilling that which has been spoken concerning him. And... I think God has a plan for for all, for every of his uh, children. He has, we are, we are fulfilling um, a, 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 a book that has been written concerning us. So Jesus fulfilled his own. We have to find, a, uh, find his purpose for our lives and walk in it and fulfill it. So those are the things I just did. In fact, I used to, at every point, you always see them referring to 
when Jesus did this, they said, and so that it would be fulfilled, that which is written concerning, uh, according to prophet, which has been written. So it was fulfilling every chapter of his life. So God, God is a master planner. He's a master planner, he has planned everything, the life of Jesus, the salvation, everything. And Jesus came to fulfill those uh, things that has been written, which I believe that every child of God too, as a purpose to fulfill or next. So those are the things that I can bring up from this. Uh, thank you very much, Ma. Uh, let me see if any other person is there. Okay, uh, someone's doing that. Uh, so, but in my, although I've not finished today's reading, I had a very, very, very long day. Uh, but another thing um, I, I, I read in the whole, I mean, in the Matthew thing, uh, and also we're going to see it in, in subsequent, um, uh, I think it was in, in Luke, uh, that also talked about the genealogy. Um, Matthew looked at the genealogy of, of Christ to David and through Solomon. Uh, um, Luke looked at the genealogy of, of Jesus through uh, to David or through Absalom or, some, or something like that. I've not read uh, today. I've not read Luke though. Uh, so, and some people may look at that and say, ah, it's contradictory and da 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 da. Now, one trace it to the biological family, to the uh, legal father of Jesus, who, who uh, or the poster father of Jesus, uh, which is Joseph, that's Matthew. Uh, Luke trace it to Mary. So Mary was a, was a descendant of David, although, uh, although not through Solomon, uh, through one of his sons of God, I think it was Absalom. Uh, and Joseph was a descendant of David through Solomon. So both ways, for people that want to say, oh, Jesus is not a biological son of David, oh, it's just for Mary. Mary got to, to David. Um, Joseph as well got to David, so that in case you are looking at, oh, uh, maybe there's a contradiction here and there. And then oh. also, I think I've, I've talked about that in the morning when I sent out the um, this thing, the the uh, the chat, that uh, you can see Matthew uh, talking about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And all that, uh, uh, yeah, talk about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. Uh, and then a lot of people bring out um, populations from this. Uh, I don't want to sound pretty, uh, like a critic. Uh, I wouldn't criticize anybody in public, uh, at least, uh, except they, they say Jesus is not the Son of God. Hey, I can criticize them. But yeah, but we, we know we are limited in our knowledge and things. So, I mean, we all know in part. Uh, but what some of them don't understand is that Matthew was writing to a predominantly Jewish audience. And the Jews uh, have, a, have a dogma or a belief not to call the name of the Lord because it's one of the commandments that shall not call the name of the Lord God in yes. Exactly. So they don't call, they don't yes, use they don't the don't word God. They don't call the name like that. Yeah. Uh, for instance, some of the songs we even sing in our churches these days in Nigeria, for instance, or the English parts speaking part of the world. Uh, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Uh, one of my lecturers told me, you can't go to Israel and just call Yahweh. They, mm -hmm. they may almost stone you. Yeah. The fact that you Yahweh. You can't just call Yahweh. How will you call it? And then we, on, we know that uh, the Hebrew spelling of Yahweh, it's only in it's English that puts uh, vowels in, 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 that, in that spelling, the name of God. It's Y-H-W-A. So you're not supposed to be pronounceable. 
you just you just write it y h w h that's actually the name uh, that's uh, uh, yahweh the name of god so a, a name that doesn't have vowels uh so i supposed to even pronounce it in the first place so that's uh that's one thing uh, uh we should understand so uh, there's nothing rema let me permit me to use the word there's nothing rema in saints uh, let's distinguish between the kingdom of god and the kingdom of heaven uh, they are talking about the same thing the, both writers are talking about the same thing of what jesus was teaching and what jesus was saying no rema at all as saying the same thing but one was writing to a predominantly um jewish audience and he would not want to um offend the sensitivities of those people, their traditional behaviors, uh, we don't want to offend it. And uh, 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 that, that's also a lesson for us. Uh, uh, there's something that is called that uh, you uh, um, um, study to show yourself approved. That, that's Paul talking to Timothy. Study to show yourself approved, workman diligence unto God, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. So there's a, there, there are ways we can divide the word of truth and there are wrong ways. When, when the Bible says you should rightly divide that same word of truth, it is still word of truth, but divide it rightly. You can divide it wrongly. So you can go and say the same word, speak the same word in a Jewish community, for instance, that they will not call the name of God or Yahweh. And you are saying, yes, I have the anointing. And start saying Yahweh, start saying Yahweh. They will just throw you to death. Your, your message will not enter their head. Their ears. So that is that's a lesson there. When you get to a place, I wonder when people are invited. Uh, well, I just want to be that they are not trained. You don't have the formal training uh, to be ministers. When people are invited to someone else's church, and the first thing you do is to criticize the pastor that invited you to his church to come and preach, or criticize their dogma, or criticize their doctrine. I mean, that's not ethical. There are ways you can even there are ways you can tell that same truth that it's not you know people go just go start criticizing the geo of a branch you are invited to a branch of a church and you're criticizing their geo so these are just in my own opinion these are just untrained people that don't understand uh, how ministry or ethics of, of the profession is so uh, uh matthew could have said i have the anointing and uh, jesus was talking about kingdom of god and was writing to, to the jews and he just keeps shouting, God, 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 God. His message will not be taken. His message will be resisted. So that is um, that's one thing we should learn as missionaries, as Christians, as preachers, uh, not to offend sensitivities, people's sensitivities. We can pass the same message across um, in a slightly uh, different way. Okay, uh, I think that will be all from me. Uh, I don't know if you have any other thing to say before we wrap up. If we look at the book of Matthew, yeah. I think it's the, it's the most comprehensive gospel. Mm. So it really gave details of the, the workings, even the bites and the genealogy of Jesus. Like when I got mm. to Mark, is it as like eight chapters of uh, Matthew was covered in a chapter? <laughs> like, mm. Well, like what Matthew would have probably expanded. Yeah, broken yeah. down, yeah. One chapter of Mark. So yeah, Matthew yeah. is like the most comprehensive gospel to me. 
out of the three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, anyway, because uh, I think the book of John talks more about the personality of Jesus, but other mm. ones talk more of his miracles, his dreams, and like that. So out of the three Gospels, even Matthew, so there's no controversy, as Matthew was very sensitive, even being mm. one of the uh, oldest uh, apostles, Abishai, Disciple, Yes, he was sensitive to the laws of God, like you said. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. nobody can just uh, take that aside and say, I'm not you, it's mm -hmm. not no. I think that is very key. Thank you, sir. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so by the grace of God, this time next week, we'll be through with the Bible. Simple. Six more days. Wow. <laughs> So by the time we are going to have this review next week, I hope everybody will join. We have more people so that we can just share our thoughts, our experiences, and just show that it is possible. If for any reason, the reason why we did this is just to show that it is possible to read the Bible in 30 days. Uh, so uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Cis, for joining. Uh, let's just close with a word of prayers. Okay, Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for... How far you've helped us. We ask that uh, your post remaining six days uh, will not be tired, will not be fatigued. For those that mm -hmm. have one or two days, uh, they've left it behind. Give them the strength, give them the courage to, to pick it up and meet up in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Lord, these words that we are reading, they will become life and affect our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, God Pastor. Bless you, my God. Yes, my regards to my brother. Okay, sir. Well, good night, sir. Yes. Good night, sir. Good night, sir. Yes, sir.